0: Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is anti-bullying activist Tammy Matola. Hi, Tammy. Welcome to Family Confidential.
1: Hi, Annie. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for making the time. I'm a big fan of your work and a fan of anyone who's part of the solution to this bullying epidemic. And I want to first start off with actually defining our terms here, because so many kids are overusing the word, hey, she's bullying me, teacher, and it, it can mean everything and and nothing at all. So could you help us out by def- defining what is bullying?
1: Well, uh, bullying is defined as being harassed, humiliated, insulted, physically attacked, abused, name-calling, um, you know, daily, once, uh, anything along those terms. Um Physically, you know anything
0: like that so can it happen once and it's bullying, or is it- da- a I, daily thing?
1: I define that as happening once it, it once is enough okay. um, to Good me point. That, but it, yeah, I define that as that, that's and it's a learned behavior, so you know if it happens once, once is enough, and it and it needs to be called out upon
0: okay, now you know, I work with kids and parents, but I find with kids they're not always sure um, when. That kind of behavior is coming at them if, if the person who's doing it is just kidding. Um, because often the kids will say, oh, I was just kidding. And, and so the targeted child is not often sure. Was it really bullying? Was it really intended to be mean? Or were they just fooling around? How can a child know? Well, I think sometimes kids don't
1: know when it happens. Yeah. So a lot of times it resolves itself. But I, I think bullying is something that kind of rears its ugly head over a period of time, and kids often start to feel it. They they often know they can pretty much, you know, in a couple of days or by the end of the day, they start to feel something's not right, this doesn't feel good, and I'm starting to feel something that is affecting me. And then, you know, it, it starts to come out in different ways.
0: So, um you know, we want, it is a learned behavior and we want to help perpetrators unlearn it as quick as possible. Um, what tips do you have for children to stand up for themselves and to essentially teach the, the aggressive child? Hey, that's not going to go down with me.
1: So Annie, that's, that's a good question. So as a mother of four kids, um, you know, I always told my kids if, if if someone gets in your space or makes you feel in a way that doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. um, you need to tell somebody. Um, but unfortunately, we are in a world today where we have social media, or we're in a world today where 3.2 million kids are bullied. Um, every year in and, and a school system where only 4% of our educators even intervene when bullying happens. Really? Only
0: 4% intervene? 4%. Those, those Percent. are the adults who are supposed to be um, making it a safe space. Uh,
1: making it a safe space. And that's why more and more kids are reluctant to tell. So as parents... Wait, wait, we- hold
0: on a second before you go on. Why, why such a low percentage of teachers um, are on the kids' side?
1: That's a good question, and that's part of my platform and where we're trying to make some headway and some progress to try and get into schools and to get to the children, not as much as the educators, because I feel like uh, bullying today has kind of taken a, a different turn, if you will, because some of our research uh, is being put out there saying that I don't I, I don't want to like r- step on any toes here and, and say that uh, researchers are saying that bullying is kind of a rite of passage, if you will. It's Go a ahead. Hard step on that. some
0: toes. Go for it. I think that's I'm gonna, ridiculous.
1: I, I'm going to put them in the ground. <laughs> um, uh, it's a kind of a, a, a crap out, if you will. Um, bullying is not a rite of passage. Yeah. To be cruel and inhumane and ugly and to belittle other human beings is not a rite of passage. It's mm-hmm. a learned behavior, and it starts at home. Yeah. And if you are an educator and you see this and you look the other way, then you are contributing to the problem. You become part of the problem. And as schools, when we say we have zero tolerance for bullying, then that's what we need to say. We don't need to say, oh, you know, shame on you, little junior. You don't call somebody names. We need to say, shame on you. Get on the phone to the parents. And accountability is what we need to start doing. Children need to be held accountable for their actions. And okay. he- he- here's the thing. Okay. It, it, it starts when we hold kids accountable for their actions and their consequences for things in life, good and bad. And it is our job to raise these little precious beings to grow up to be productive, happy, healthy citizens that give back and contribute to society. Not to grow up to be unaccountable uh, little children that become adults that don't care and have this sense of entitlement and start by you know being little bullies to grow up to be bigger bullies and could care less about the you know the feelings and and other human beings around them and that's what bullies do they grow up to be bigger bullies Wow
0: my head is exploding because we're in a political cycle right now and I'm yeah, thinking we're
1: seeing it, that on TV we just certainly like are seeing time. an awful
0: lot of very socially aggressive behavior from people who are adults and um, people who are um, vying for very high offices in this land and i'm thinking it is kind of pathetic so okay i'm going to go back a step so assume you've got an educator who's doing the right thing not in the four percent the four percent of people who are saying hey this is unacceptable i'm going to get on the phone to your parents Mm -hmm. now what i'm picturing is the parent on the other end of the phone either justifying denying or pushing back in an aggressive way to that school principal and saying, my child couldn't be. (laughs) Um, In fact, you know, pulling rank on on the teacher or principal making it very difficult for there to be a conversation where both adults, educator and parent, are helping that child learn a different way of being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, you know, in a perfect world, it would be really nice. That's where I want to live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right, right. In a a proper role, it'd be really nice to think that we could all come together and, you know, have our kids work it out. Because really, at the end of the day, you know, when these kids start in grade school, most of the time, they kind of grow up together. They go through grade school, middle school, and and high school, as in the case of my daughter, you know, that who was a victim of bullying and a survivor of bullying, who's getting ready to graduate. But but oftentimes, um, you know, that, that doesn't happen. And, and so, you know, what I like to say is, you know, you know, what you have are you have two kids that are kind of innocent. And, you know, they are growing up, and what they need are the tools. They need the right tools to really be able to understand what it is that's really happening in a situation. Because, you know, you need to care about the victim, but we also need to care about the perpetrator. You know, oh, yes you know you know what what's happening to to make that kid feel like he has to be little and put down and and you know i care about that child just as much as i care about the kid that's being right. victimized you know and and so sometimes if we're lucky you know you get that great counselor or that great educator or that great assistant principal that says you know what we're going to we're going to come down we're going to sit down to the table and we're going to figure out what it is that makes you feel like you need to do this and then we're going to figure out how we can prevent that. And, I mean, and I've seen that work, you know. But, Annie, when we get to a, a situation where that doesn't happen and then you have the bully that's going to continue to do this and then you have the victim that's continuing to get berated and, you know, belittled and then you have, you know, the leader of the pack and then you have the ones that jump on it, continue, then something else needs to be done. And, and then I say to parents, you have a right to protect your child when the school fails you. And then you continue to do that at all cost. You continue to do that because the schools are protected by sovereign immunity and people need to understand what that means. Which what does means it mean? Sovereign immunity is when the school cannot be prosecuted or persecuted by the public. You know, they're protected by that, which means you can't bring civil prosecution prosecution against them. They're protected. So, okay, so let's know.
0: talk about a parent's rights. Suppose a, a school is, is really non compliant and really not being part of the solution as they should be, as you described in that ideal yeah. world, which I do right. really want to live in. Because I know it's beneficial to, to all kids, kids on, on all who are, who are taking roles as, as the kids who are piling on, the perpetrators, the targeted kids. Everybody benefits when adults act like adults and say, mm-hmm. okay, we're a, um, an educational facility. Let's educate everybody about ways to treat each other with respect. But when that doesn't happen... And, and you've got this sovereign immunity thing going on, what are parents' rights?
1: Okay, then I ask for parents to just be logical thinkers and think. As an adult, if you were to walk down the street and someone was just to walk up to you and shove you, or you were to be, you know, in a mall and someone was to start physically or verbally attacking you, is that okay? No. Would, would a court of law think that that was okay for no. you to have to j- That's exactly right. So why would we not feel like our children should have the same rights and be protected. It's a
0: great point. So if you can't bring a civil action against a school, what are the legal recourse that, that a parent can have? If this is, you know, as a parent, mm-hmm. I, it would make me heart sick to have to know that I was sending my child back into such a hostile environment where the adults who were in charge of keeping all students safe were not doing their job. And every day I had to send my kid there knowing that it was going to be an awful situation for my child.
1: That's a great point. So you said the key, a, a hostile free environment. Every child is entitled to learn in a hostile free environment. So that's the loophole. If your child is not in a hostile free environment, then you have every right to take that to court and prove in a court of law my child was not in a hostile-free uh, environment. I was involved in a case last year where a child was uh, physically beaten by three people, and mm. then he tried to defend himself. And when he woke up from being in a coma, oh my he, goodness. Was, he was arrested and charged with assault because he tried to defend himself. And we won that in court.
0: Thank goodness.
1: But, but at the end of the day, um, they tried to say that they could not be held accountable um because you know they because of sovereign immunity. And what now we're I can't really get into it, but 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 they're being they're they're being charged right now in a civil case because he was not provided a safe and hostile free environment. That was anything but safe and and hostile hostile free. And and the truth of the matter is, you know, Annie, if we were physically attacked are, are we really expected to just lay in a fetal position? Of course which not. Which is, across the country, children are being expected to not retaliate. If, if you're hit, you're not supposed to retaliate. Well, first
0: of all, your, your brain is, is, is programmed to defend itself, you know?
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's automatic. That's yes. involuntary. We can't help that. We are to defend ourselves and yeah. fight our way out. And, and for anyone to think... Well, we teach our kids, defend yourself, fight back. That's yes. that's what we teach our children. And I mean, and personally, I, you know, I will fight on this platform until the day I die. Not just, it's not, it was not just about my daughter. It became clear to me through the thousands of emails that I received that this was just an epidemic. And, you know, the numbers are not getting lower, contrary to what the CDC reports. Yes. Yeah, I, you know?
0: I agree with you. And it's so frustrating because, well, first of all, this kind of behavior has, has always existed to some degree when you get groups of kids together and they're unsupervised during part of the school day on the playground, you know, in the hallways, in the locker room, you know, we've seen this, but it is an epidemic now to, to a degree where it it almost feels like it's normal behavior, which of course it isn't. And and I'm totally with you, Tammy, when, when schools try to, um, distance themselves from taking responsibility by saying, it's just kids being kids, you know, that makes my blood boil. I was in a, um, a teen event at a public library just two afternoons ago, and we were talking about this very issue, and one child who was probably a sixth grader raised his hand, and he said, what happens if the bully is a teacher?
1: Mm, very, and, yeah, we have, we have that too.
0: And, and I wonder, you know, especially a tenured teacher, what well then well then you, well, then then you run into
1: i i didn't say that or you know and then you have you know the faculty that's going to support the faculty and you know and and then you you have this the sad thing what breaks my heart is you have kids you know bullying kills and mm. you know i hate to be so harsh but it's true and you know what we know it, you know is that out of the the millions that are bullied you know some some of these kids, you know, people say, Oh, well, you need to have thicker skin and sticks no, and stuff. No, skin, no, no, no. Sticks and stuff. That is such a myth because words do hurt. And they, they help to form the people that we become. And if these children can be strong enough to survive, if they have this support network like my daughter had to, to get through adolescence and all the hard, you know, mean girls and all the stuff that they can survive. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, bless them. And, you know, a lot of them go on to be very successful and bright and strong, talented, you know, young girls and boys. And But the truth of the matter is some don't. Yeah. And, and you know, the ones that don't make it, you know, I, I think about the children that contributed to their demise and, you know, and what happens to them. And, you know, do they even realize? Do the they damage? even remember? Do they remember? Do they realize the damage that they've done? And do
0: their parents know? Do they care?
1: You yes, know, did, and, and you I, bring
0: up a really good point, since a lot of this happens um, online, yes.
1: where their parents
0: certainly will never get a school report of anything that, that's going on. So so we only have a couple of minutes now, and I would really like you to to let parents know, in a nutshell, if you suspect that your child is being targeted in this way, and, and there are certainly behavioral signs where a child um, loses interest in, in things that used to bring him or her lots of joy is no longer wanting to spend time with kids who used to be friends of theirs is refusing to go to school or, or putting up a big resistance to participate in, in an school activity like soccer, where there may be something going on or, or going to school itself. What, what can parents do if they've got that gut feeling something is going on, even if the child is not willing to name names, um, but it's very clear the child is being harassed at school? What can a parent do?
1: I mean, my, my well, so for me, I, I kind of suspected it too, but I would have never thought it. I started asking around to friends, you know, do you, do you know what's going on? I started, you know, going to school for conferences, asking around. Mm-hmm. and then, And then finally, for me, the straw that broke the camel's back was, I started looking at her social media, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, as a parent, you know, you have to be involved with the social media. You have to have the passwords and the passcodes, you know, and that's part of being an accountable, responsible parent. And I always say that to my, you know, my parents that I, you know, I do guest speaking for and when I talk about social media, um, you have to know. And I found it through looking through her phone and looking on her Facebook. That's how I found it. That's how I knew that she was being harassed and she was being bullied. And, you know, and the best place to start is, is there, you know, if you suspect it, because a lot of times, even though you're very close with your children and you have a great relationship, they're just not going to talk about it.
0: So what you're saying is get informed. If your child wants to talk to you about it, great. Go with your gut and, and really investigate so that you have some hard and fast evidence that this is what's going on. And then the next step when you have that evidence is to do what?
1: Um, then go to the school, start go with the school, the school. Start, go straight to the source. And then, you know, and then try to have that, that conversation with your child, you know, and, and just be honest, you know, be completely transparent, yeah. you know, and because that's, that's just the best way to be with your children. But yeah. um, do not let it go. I mean, you know, their lives are very important. And, yeah. you know, being a teenager, you know, death is so final, but, you know, they sometimes they think it's the only way out, you know, and, and they don't realize that, that there's help out there and, you know, things will get better. But to them, you know, it's the end of the world, you know, yeah. especially the social media.
0: And the first step of getting help is to let a parent know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Tammy, um, in the closing few seconds, can you please give my listeners and viewers um, a place on the web where they can find out more about your work?
1: Oh yeah, you can come to, you can find me on Facebook and my group is called The Bully Buzz Um, and you just come to The Bully Buzz and there's always updated information on where to get help and I'm always talking about uh, bullying and how we can address it and, you know, there's different help, you know, numbers in there and we're always having discussions and um, I'm always available at, you know, TammyGMatola at gmail.com and happy to help with anyone.
0: Great. Thank you so much for this really important work that you do, Tammy. I'm, I'm so, proud to be on your team.
1: Uh, you can always get me on Twitter, too, at Team Atola.
0: Great. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks, Annie. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with tweens, teens, and their parents, visit AnnieFox.com. And check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People, and my latest book, The Girls' Q&A Book on Friendship, 50 Ways to Fix a Friendship Without the Drama. And if you like this podcast, we ask that you review it on iTunes. It may be a little thing to you, but it means an awful lot to us. Family Confidential Podcast is produced by Electric Plant, creators of books and apps for parents, kids, tweens, and teens. And tune in next time when my guest will be parent coach and counselor, Mercedes Samudio. Until then, happy parenting.